Welcome to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. The Pharmacy Future Leaders is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, focusing on pharmacy student perspectives, interviews, and the future outlook of our pharmacy industry. This is Dina Scully, Director of the Pharmacy Technician Program at Charter Healthcare Training Center, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Tony Guerra, for the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast, broadcasting from the Health and Public Services Building on the DMAC Ankeny, Iowa campus. Connect with me on Twitter at Tony underscore PharmD or on YouTube at Tony PharmD, where you can find over 800 pharmacy videos supporting my audiobook, Memorizing Pharmacology. Today, we have Dina Scully, who has been a pharmacy technician for 35 years, starting in high school, working in retail, hospital, and managed care, and is now teaching. She earned her BBA from the University of Michigan, Flint, and she now teaches full-time at the Charter Healthcare Training Center. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, Dina, everyone's leadership road is a little bit different. Can you tell us a little bit about where you've been uh, and how you got to the position that you're in right now? Sure. Um, I started in high school uh, as a pharmacy technician and worked there for six years, Uh, became certified, and then went to work in a hospital for 10 years. And after that, I went to managed care, and I did managed care for 18 years. Um, And I recently left managed care to take a teaching position here at Charter Healthcare Training Center. Um, Just I felt it was time to do something a little different, and teaching seemed like a good fit. So tell me a little bit about your program. Uh, I teach in a, a community college program. Some of my students finish in nine months. Some finish in 12 months. Uh, I just talked to Crystal Green, who's down in Kansas, who has a mostly online program, but they come uh, into town for a couple of days. Uh, what's your uh, dynamic with your students? How long's the program? Um, and uh, how does it work face-to-face versus online uh, versus lab and all those things? Okay, so our program is six months in length. They're with me here at Charter for four months where we do the didactic and lab simulation here on site. And then they'll go to two months worth of externship to get the externship hours um, in two different pharmacy settings. So they're with me um, for the majority of it and then out in the community doing externships for the remainder. Okay. Um, And then how did you get the program off the ground? So uh, you started it from literally nothing. Did you have a model program that you uh, had uh, from another pro, from another state, from the same state, uh, how did where, what was step one, I guess, for you in building a pharmacy technician program? Uh, well, step one for me was contacting other uh, technician educators in the state of Michigan just to kind of get a feel for what they do. I had to kind of reach outside a little distance wise so that I didn't tread on any toes for anybody who had a similar program nearby. Um, and I started with them and asking them for advice and if I could come tour their facility. Um, I went as far as actually Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, which is way up at the top. Um, actually, I went on the other side of the border into Canada to look at their school there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, so I just talked to other educators. And uh, actually, P-TECH uh, was recommended to me as a really good reference to get information from. So early on in my search for information to start a program, because we had nothing, um, led me to, to the um, Pharmacy Technician Educators Council to get advice from within that group, and that I have found to be invaluable. You know, I just thought of something that maybe I hadn't thought of before. Did you get that advice from a technician or pharmacist? Because I feel like 
it took me longer as a pharmacist to find P-TECH because my groups were APHA uh, and uh, ASHP and all those, uh, and I didn't really know about P-TECH. Uh, who told you about P-TECH the first time? Uh, the very first time it was another technician that was uh, an educator down in the Detroit area. And I had met him through the Michigan Pharmacists Association. They have a technician section and it was at um, a continuing education event where I met him. He mentioned it. And then really soon after that, I had contacted a pharmacist that has a program down um, in Washtenaw, at Washtenaw Community College, I think it is. Um, and she mentioned P-TECH as well. So I had two people mention it within probably a week or two of each other that said that this would be a great resource. Um, so I followed up on it based on two different recommendations, one a pharmacist and one a technician. Okay. And then uh, tell me a little bit about uh, last year's meeting. Uh, you went uh, last year. Uh, what, what drove you to, to go there? And then, um, you know, what did you get out of it? And what do you hope to get out of this year's meeting? Well, I went last year. Um, I started... Uh, the program in February is when they hired me to try to design the program and get it up and running. And um, it's a long process. There's so many details. And we, I were, we were designing it according to the ASHP accreditation guidelines. So that was that was kind of my roadmap. Everything I did, um, I referred back to that. It, using that as a guideline uh, actually was a, a, a bonus for me to have that as a roadmap, as opposed to starting with something and not really knowing where to go. I used that as my framework that I had to stay within. So using that as my guide, um, I ended up going to the PTEC meeting and talking to all the different technicians there who have uh, schools of their own, which there's, like you said, there's such a variety of different options for that. But then also um, the um, ASHP personnel were there, they were presenting and they were available to answer questions and were extremely approachable with all of my many questions. I went with a lot, a lot of questions um, and I would say I got the majority of them answered. Um, so it was just a great experience. I, you know, I've been a technician, like I said, for 35 years. So I've gone to a lot of CEs, um, a lot of different conferences and things. And I was the most excited when I left this as far as walking away with real information that I can use uh, that met my needs as a pharmacy technician and as an educator. It, I truly left. Um, with over 40 pages worth of notes. And normally you go to a CE and you might yeah, yeah. back something or whatever. But I mean, I took copious notes because it was really good information. What I needed, um, you know, to start my program um, gave me a, some really good insight. So you've already started your program. Uh, you, you have students that are graduating this year or um, how uh, you have your first graduating class and now you're going back to the P-TECH meeting or where are you in that process? So our first class uh, started February of this year. So it took a whole year of, of development to get everything lined up. And I started with four students. Um, and at first I was a little disappointed that I only had four. Um, but trying to market a new program when they've no one has heard of you, I found to be a little bit of a roadblock. But then it ended up being a blessing that I only had four because it was a lot easier to adjust things when I would put something on my syllabus about, uh, well, I think this is going to take an hour to do this. And then I got done in two hours, I would have to adjust things. Or conversely, if I allowed three hours for something and we got done in an hour and a half and I'm like, oh, now I got to fill an hour and a half. So it was easier with four to make adjustments. Um, so that ended up being okay. So I just um, this week finished the four month um, portion of them having them here with me for the 
didactic and the lab simulation, and they are starting their externships this week. So they will graduate um, at the end of July. That's exciting. When does your next class come in? Are you set for two classes a year? Uh, the next class starts August 7th, and so we're right now trying to fill that class, get the word out again, get some advertising and, and um, get that class full. Um, we do not have a full class at this time, so we're hoping to add more students. Um, and then next year we hope to do actually three classes. So when the first four months is up and that group of students leaves for the externship, we'd like to start another one um, right on the heels of that one and try to get three classes in one year. To, um, we're limited to 12 students with the size of the classroom that I have. Um, so we'd like to try to get three sets of 12 through, if possible. But but you're not bound by the semester system like we are. You, you're not, not bound by the August to December, then January to May. Right, right. We have a lot of flexibility um, with, you know, with that regard because the school is actually a proprietary school that's not bound by that. So, um, for example, when we started this year in February, we previously had thought, well, we're going to start in January. Well, January came around and we didn't have enough students ready um, that were able to meet the entrance guidelines because we do have a, you know, a placement test to make sure that our students are ready to take the class so that they're, you know, assured of hopefully being successful. So we delayed it for a month and we had the freedom to be able to do that. Um, so that worked out well for us. Um, and at this point, we don't have any online pieces. Um, our future goal would be able to do part of it online. I don't know that we'd ever do all of it online because I think there's real value in having hands-on in our lab. Here we've got a fantastic simulation lab that um, turned out great. I've got a whole retail section. We do the IV sterile compounding. I've got um, a whole separate room glassed off um, with an IV hood and things like that. And then we have a non-sterile compounding area. So our lab, I think, is our um, are probably our most important piece that we have of our program is the hands-on experience that they get in the lab. You've got a teacher-to-student ratio that beats Harvard, so it's uh, that right? <laughs> that's a that's a just I'm just saying in terms of value uh, to to have a you're you're at a one to twelve ratio it sounds like we're uh, maxed out at one to twenty four uh, and I know there was some talk about limits on things like that but it sounds like uh, the students are going to get tremendous value because they get so much one on one time with you. Uh, and you, in all the experience you have in, in three realms, right? So retail, hospital, and managed care. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, what you're looking forward to when you actually get to the meeting. Uh, so you took 40 pages of notes last year on, you know, getting things started. Uh, what are the things you're looking to improve or what are the, the connections you're looking to make? What are the things you're looking to do as you move forward um, with the program? So we will be working... Um on getting ready for accreditation. They are coming here in November. So we've got to get all of our documents prepared and ready to submit in advance of them coming on site to do our, um, our site survey. So that'll be my main focus at the July meeting is making sure that what I think they want to see, I have prepared for them appropriately for them to see. So that's going to be my main focus, making sure I, um, you know, present it in a way that is easy for them to, you know, <coughs> to, to view and um, to do an, you know, uh, an efficient site survey. So that's my goal is to make sure that that's all in place. Okay. And so um, uh, maybe uh, some people would want to contact you. Now you've gone through it. 
Uh, what would be the best way for someone to contact you to get advice from you now that you know you've gotten advice from other people in the association, uh, PTech, and so forth? Um, well, they can email me um, at d scully. So that's d s c u l l y at c h c training dot org. They're welcome to email me. Um, also, as part of that PTech group, if they did join that, then there's that um, PTech group. The Google group, yeah. The Google group that is amazing. Um, I reference that often, often. I save every single one of those. Like I have a folder of just those PTech group, you know, things for probably the past two years. It's like this encyclopedia now that I can refer to. I, I love it. Well, yeah. I dumping a lot of screens and like, oh, that's great. Oh, that piece is great. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of value to that. Um, people are very generous with their advice um, and experience. So I, I love that about it. Okay. Well, just a couple of uh, quick hit questions here at the end. What's your best daily ritual to keep your work on track? It sounds like you're pretty busy. Good question. Um, Hmm. I don't have a lot of balance right now. This was a, <laughs> I really, that's know, the most honest answer I've ever yeah. gotten. <laughs> Just because the, the first go round um, was a lot of hours. Um, you get done at the end of the day and I would look at the syllabus, what I had put on for the next day and preparing for the next day, even though I've been a technician for 35 years, I would have to go back and refresh and relearn some things that maybe weren't, um, is a most recent experience for me. So preparing for the next day, um, it was time consuming. But I took really good notes, um, and I'm sure in the next few sessions, the time that I have to invest will lessen. But I've also hired two people to help me um, that are experts in certain areas um, that can, you know, uh, for example, for our IV training, I hired someone that that's what he does full time. And I thought that would be a better benefit. Even though I have experience in a hospital setting, I just thought it would be great to have somebody who's currently doing that um, so that's been a help. And then I hired somebody recently that's going to help with um, keeping um, for review the students while they're on their externships where we're requiring that they come back here for three hours a week to do, um, we'll talk about their externship experience, but also to keep them fresh and keep them ready to take the PTCB exam um, at the end of their externship. So, uh, What inspires you? And maybe we'll come back to the career one. So what, what is it that inspires you uh, to get up every day? Um, I just want to make a difference. You know, you talk about life in general, and it can't be just about getting up and going to work every day, and that's it. There's got to be some value to what you do and hopefully make a difference in somebody's life. Um, I know Flint has been in the news a lot. People, every time I travel and go somewhere, they're, they're oh, Flint, um, how's the water there? And it's like really you know, disconcerting sometimes about that. But Flint is so much more than that. But there's a lot of need here. And if I can help one person who can find something, um, you know, maybe they're not college bound. They don't have an in them to do a two or a four year commitment, but they can make a six month commitment. And this can this is a career path anymore. It's not just a job where you're going to go and make minimum wage counting pills by five behind a counter. It's so much bigger than that. And you know, just seeing my students um, this semester, their their faces when I talk about, you know, what's out there and what they can do. We had a guest speaker come in from University of Michigan, Ann Arbor, and they have over 240 technicians and 30 different jobs for technicians at that hospital. 
the world is wide open. It's This is the best time ever to become a pharmacy technician, and um, I'm just happy to be a part of that. It's exciting. No, that that's definitely true. I, I think that it's it's really a really fortunate time that um, back when I was there, it was just you know show up and now you become a cashier and hey, we need some help in the pharmacy. Okay, now you're a technician, uh, and it's it's really no longer that way. There's so many different things that you can do, uh, and then we have Tech Check Tech here in Iowa. So uh, I think uh, I absolutely agree. The future is looking uh, absolutely fantastic for technicians. Well, maybe the best career advice uh, that you know, you're giving is the career advice that you're giving to them in that, uh, you know, the technician uh, is is going to be a fantastic career and that uh, really we do have all of these opportunities. But 30 different jobs, I, I guess I just never quantified it that way, but that just seems like a ton of work right. to be able to do at one single place. Well, and just in my classroom, I've, um, I only have four students, like I mentioned, our, our first time around, but they have such different personalities and all four of them have four different interests in which direction they want to go in. And so at first, you know, I would have some, one of them did not like retail at all. She does not want to do that, doesn't like the patient facing thing at all. And the minute we started doing IVs and she could do hands-on tasks, and that's that's what she wants to do. She's not a people person. One of the other technicians like, you know, what's this med rec thing? Oh, I would get to talk to patients in an ER and do intake with their medication. She got excited about med rec. And the other one's like, really, you want to talk to people? You know, just the two different personalities got excited about two completely different things, yet they're both taking the same program and the same information can help them both go in directions that fit their personality, you know, fit their lifestyle. So that's exciting to me. Yeah, no, this is, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm really looking forward to kind of uh, reconnecting with everybody in, in Las Vegas and, and seeing uh, what's going on in other states. Sometimes I just, you know, kind of see what's going on here in Iowa and, and always surprised to see that really technicians are doing that. I heard that some technician gave an immunization uh, somewhere and, and so uh, I'm really looking forward to connect. Well, I know you're busy, the weekend's coming, so I just wanted to thank you for uh, being on the Pharmacy Podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it, Tony. Thanks for listening to the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast with your host, Tony Guerra. Be sure to share the show with the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.